Welcome to another episode of True North Nerds! So this week, we will tackle the news, but we are also going to get into probably a spoiler-filled review of the first episode of Picard. Um, Although, given the episode, I'm not sure how much of it is spoilerish. You know what I mean? Well, like if you it doesn't seen give it, anything it away, really. So many questions. <laughs> yeah, but we'll uh, dig a little bit deeper on that. Well, it was a first episode. Yeah, it was. A it's good, not going to give you answers. It was a good first episode. Yeah. So this week we have Jen. Hello. We have Kevin. Hi. And we have Ryan, whose birthday it is at the day of this recording. Yay. Happy birthday! Everyone's favorite Ryan. Everyone's favorite Ryan. Everyone's favorite, favorite neighborhood Ryan. <laughs> Unless you're my cousin who's listening to this and you're my favorite, Ryan. Boo. <laughs> uh, he's probably not listening to this, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's uh, start off with the news. There, with the not news. Not a huge amount, but there's no. some significant things there's some up yeah, this is Just like every other week, right? Yep. There's some stuff, some big things, some small things. Some things we didn't see coming. Um, but here you go. So everybody's favorite uh, you know, new character of the season... Um, has been announced that Build-A-Bear has gotten the rights to make the child. I'm so buying one of them. My former co-worker was so excited, because apparently she loves Build-A-Bear, which I thought was kind of interesting in itself. There's a a big collector's market for Build-A-Bears. I know all the Build-A-Bear My Little Ponies uh, for a fair bit of money. Oh, because it was like... They're exclusive, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're decent quality. Isn't every Build-A-Bear unique? Uh, the actual like casing of it is all the same. Like oh, you, pick, you basically pick your skin, right? And then you stuff it. That's yeah, so creepy. you put as much stuffing as you want. Taxidermy for children. Much. Yeah. And then you get to pick like fun outfits for it. I did it. And once. sense. Yeah, I did it once because I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got to build a bear uh, somewhere. It was a Toronto Maple Leaf. It was a bear with like a hockey whole hockey outfit. Yeah, we got as a Christmas gift. And we're gonna do it again I, uh, to get Baby Yoda. She went for the the Pokemon because they they make. Oh Pokemon yes, they did. Too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one of the few places where you can get them stuffed in that size. Yeah. But she had a gift card for it, so she knew exactly what she was spending it on when it comes out. Nice. Uh, so yeah, so that was announced that'll be coming this spring. I think it was. So. So probably not before March. Yeah. I had to Google where the closest Build-A-Bear is. Uh, new market, I want to Is there say. one in the New Market Mall? I know there's one in Von Mills. There's one in Von Mills. Let's you know the Disney what? Store. It might not be. I know there used to be one in Upper Canada. I don't know if it still is. To North Google North is my trip. friend. To Build-A-Bear? To Build-A-Bear. They, so that they have, can a, have a baby Yoda. They had Avengers Bears. Yeah. yeah. Well, then Star Wars ones, too. Yeah, they have the a lot down, of licenses. The only downside like is, is that they're expensive. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. you have to buy the skin, and then if you want to buy... Like, I'm sure it'll be, like, naked baby Yoda, and then if you want to buy his robe, that's extra. Yeah. And yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's been so long since that they I haven't even looked at one. 
what it, anything about it. So yeah, but it'll uh, be interesting. And uh, well, since we're there too, like if we're gonna go to Build a Bear, we gotta go to the Disney Store. Yep, because they have new toy lightsabers that are really cool. Oh, that you can actually, watching, uh, I showed him the video, I sent him oh. that video, yeah. That you can remove the blades, like on the high-end lightsabers. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the plastic hilts actually look pretty decent, you know. Throw a little extra paint on there to, you know, make them look a little more, less toy Yeah. And you got a good uh, cosplay prop. A cheaper cosplay prop. Well, and a lighter cosplay prop. The, one of the, I, we would have to ask Ed for sure, because Ed's the, the only one of us who has cosplayed as a Star Wars character with a lightsaber. But I imagine one of the slightly annoying things about doing it up until this point is having a lightsaber that's like constantly extended. Because you're you've yeah. gotta watch out for people around you and beside you yeah. and stuff like that. And you know, some of them aren't that cheap. You bust that and it's like, well now I'm stuck with a piece of crap. So yeah. being able to instantly remove the blades and stuff like that, it's gotta be handy. I would I would assume. And Von, they look cool. Von Mills is the closest build a bear. Yeah. But you, we always could go on a road trip to Niagara Falls, New York. There's one at the Niagara Falls Premium Outlets. In Ooh. Is that the one we went to? US. There's one at the Walden Galleria as well. Oh, okay. Been to that's, the Walden Galleria. Yeah. It had a, a Think Geek store, which I assume has been closed. Yeah, those are all closed now. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Next. Next. Uh, Jodie Whittaker has confirmed she will be back for another season as the Doctor. Yay! So that'll put her up to three. Yep. And then she'll probably leave because that seems to be the way for modern doctors. Yeah. I'm loving her new season. I, I I'm think enjoying it, it is really well written. It's very exciting. She's still fun to watch. The TARDIS team is great. Um, yeah, I have no complaints about Doctor Who this season. Yeah, once we get around to watching last season, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like a lapsed Whovian. Mm. <laughs> and it's absolutely nothing against Joe well, Whitaker. It's just... Life has kicked us in the butt, and things have fallen by the wayside. Yeah. So. We finished off Shira this week, though, so yeah. we have a slot open. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Speak of what, Shira? Excellent ending this season. Oh, my God. Oh. It's so good. Okay. Very cliffhangery. Oh, I haven't watched the new season yet. So. I will add Shira to my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, speaking of more TV shows, uh, the CW has actually officially ordered a full season of uh, Superman and Lois. From, oh, from cool. just from the pilot, uh, I think from the pilot script. I don't even know if they've filmed the pilot yet. Mm. But uh, yep, they've ordered that, so that'll be joining the. Uh, I guess what, how, what are we going to call it? We can't, you know, we can't really call it the Arrowverse anymore. I would still call Arrow. it the Arrowverse. Well, there's that other Arrow show that, that might be happening. Might right? be happening. It hasn't actually been picked up yet. So back we to can say it's the week. Arrowverse until that show does not well, get picked I, up. It was that was the show that started the yeah. verse. Yeah. So it's always going to be the Arrowverse. Yeah, the CWDC Arrowverse. Uh, uh, so there's that going on. Uh, oh, so uh, Jupiter's Legacy comic yep. book. Which? Co- that's a comic. Jupiter's, Le- Legacy. Jupiter's uh, Legacy. Mark yeah. Millar. Yeah, Miller yeah, World. Okay. I just wasn't sure what you said. Sorry. So um, I guess going back to remember that deal he signed with Netflix? Yep. So apparently they finished filming season one. Yeah, it shot of, in uh, Toronto, too. Jupiter's oh. Legacy. Um, oh, I didn't realize that. I, I don't know. If it, I want to say he ended up leaving the show at some point, but Stephen DeKnight was involved with it, the guy who produced the first two seasons of the Daredevil show for Netflix. Okay. And also did the second Pacific Rim movie. Um, I want to say he left it at some point. I don't know if he's on for the whole thing. I would have to look it up to be sure. But uh, that, it gave me great hope because the, the comic is interesting. 
Um, I've only got like the first volume of it and like the prequel for it because mm. because um, no offense to Mister Quietly, he draws really really slow, and he can afford to. Uh, there's like years between between that and Mark Millar being busy. There are like years between storyline, oh, really? like in publishing. Okay. So I I, I kind of forgot it existed for a while. I keep meaning to buy the other volumes. I believe it's the last one is going to be like it for the the main story, mm. and then there'll be like spinoffs and stuff. But and the story, the synopsis for this is what like it's uh, pretty much you got your your. Superheroes came out in what the fifties or something like that. Like you're, you're Superman and Wonder Woman yeah. type heroes, and then now it's like the modern day, and it's their like the next generations that are coming up that Kinda, are yeah. trying to be heroes and are you know the the older generation the, you know the old guard is considered you know just like oh my god like they're the, the best and they're trying to live up to that and mm. there's issues and the TV show is going to be on Netflix yes and it stars Josh Duhamel. Yes. Yeah, he's the the Superman sort of character type in it, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, the the interesting that thing that came out with the press with that stuff though is Starlight, which is a Mark Millar comic that I have consistently talked about on the on this podcast. The uh, the one that's kind of like a a take on a John Carter of Mars or uh, Flash Gordon, yes. where, except he goes back and he's in his sixties to help the planet that he that. Apparently, Netflix does not have the film rights to those. Oh, no? They own the property, but due to an existing film deal, I believe it's With, Fox. It's Lorenzo Dubon and Bonaventura has the film rights. To oh, Starlight? Oh, I'm sorry, to Jeb Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. Sorry. So, Starlight, Fox has the had the rights to, which means Disney currently has the rights to it. And as Mark puts it, it, it's pretty much a given that they're probably not going to do anything with it because it's just the superhero franchise which they have access to many yeah. at the moment. And it's a superhero franchise that's already similar to, like I said, John Carter of Mars, yeah. but already an existing franchise. And they would have to and... they would have to probably re-up deals at some point, yeah. too, to, it, it to make Fox. sure they can do sequels. It is Fox. It has the, um, the rights. But that was in 20... 20- 14. Yeah, but it, apparently they still do. Like it lasted, yeah. it lasts for a couple more years or something like that. Because somebody asked Mark about it, and he's like, "Unfortunately, it's kind of in a limbo state yeah. until it comes back to us." At which point, Netflix get owns, like, will have the the entire oh, property because yeah. they uh, they own the comic outright. They bought all Mark yeah. Millar's Miller's creator stuff. Deal with, yeah. Sorry, tangent. But no, no. I thought good, it went it's good information. Tangents are what this podcast is built on. Yeah, yeah, it would have been the other <laughs> name for it at some point. We leave the squee to the five-ish fangirls because that's their motto. Tangents and squee. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, well, you need to listen more to the five-ish fangirls. I should. So rumor has it that uh, Marvel has greenlit another uh, series for Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one will be Secret Invasion. Really? That's the rumors, and it'll tie into the Captain Marvel movies, hmm. which have had scrolls, so it makes sense. Hmm. You know, that's sort of an, if it was true, that's an interesting tactic to take, where they will build storylines for individual movies out of TV shows. Like, it's not a terrible idea, but it, it's an interesting one, as opposed to building up 
one huge storyline through all movies, right? Yeah. Well, the, the, they could be laying the groundwork for this in the upcoming movies. They could have started with Spider-Man. Mm. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, because the whole question, because, well, we've been introduced to Skrulls in the movie-verse as being kind of good guys, and right now they look like they're working mm. with uh, with Nick Fury. But I guess there's an upcoming storyline in the comics called Empire. Yeah, it's a, the big, huge crossover It'll be the, that's the, coming to Marvel this summer, this summer. And it's more or less the Skrull Empire and the Kree Empire teaming up to invade Earth. Yeah. Being led by Hulkling, Hulkling, yes, from uh, Young Avengers, which is interesting that yeah. he's leading an army against Earth. As we've kind of pointed out, not necessarily what's going to happen in the movies, but you can kind of tell stuff that's going to appear in movies by what the comic books are pushing. Yeah, so like we know that they're they're aiming to make a Moon Knight series in the near future for Disney Plus. Like we, they're working on it, and we, yeah, they announced that, right? And yeah. like coincidentally, I put air quotes around that. Moon Knight has suddenly gotten a bigger presence right. in the Marvel comic book universe. There's the big. Well, just look at She-Hulk. Yeah, She-Hulk's an Avenger, Avenger right now. Right now. She well, barely had a book before, the, and then they announced her TV show. The so. solicitations that came out for Marvel's April books, uh, there's going to be a big Moon Knight storyline running through so, it. That spins out of the crossover with him and Conan. Let's yeah. everybody pick an obscure Marvel character that we should all root behind to get uh, more publicity and maybe an MCU show. I'm, my vote is Sasquatch. <laughs> Squirrel Girl! <laughs> I kind of go with Squirrel Girl, because it would be different. Sasquatch would be interesting, though. Although Squirrel Girl kind of already has a show-ish. Oh, Marvel Rising? Yeah, yeah. but I would prefer her own show. A live-action Squirrel Girl show? I have more Squirrel Girl comics. The thing with Sasquatch Puck. is, don't you basically Puck? get... Puck and Sasquatch. Yep. Traveling here off, uh, off okay. flight. On, the, on the Trans-Canada. Because yeah. I was going to say, with Sasquatch, don't you kind of get Smart Hulk... Yeah, because he's got his full intelligence, doesn't yeah. he? He's not a big brooding dude. He's uh, no. like a, a scientist and yeah. shit. So interesting. Though. I, I'd be. Right. Let's be honest. I'd watch all of those. Hey, yeah. We could do an Alpha Flight. It, it's an easy way to introduce Wolverine. You, just, you know, you bring you go that way, and you, you know really, what? and then you start bringing in your X Men. You make an Alpha Flight TV series because then you keep the budget low. But you're right, like you you put Wolverine and everything's in that. filmed in Canada anyway. <laughs> well, Canada or well, Atlanta, yeah, yeah, those are your two. But there you go. That one's free. <laughs> Next. Next. Uh, okay, so uh, has anybody else watched Witcher yet on Netflix? I have not no. watched Witcher yet. No, it's so. on my list. So apparently everybody else has. Yes. It's very popular. Uh, to the I point, really want to watch it, but... Um, so Netflix has done two things in a lot, this, just this week. They've released the soundtrack, uh, including that... Uh, Toss a Coin, Toss a coin to, the to the Witcher song. I haven't even seen the show, and I know what that is. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> so it is that... the most. I think it's the second most mean thing under Baby Yoda right now, and like <laughs> them. There's that one, and then they uh, they announced they're doing they're going to be releasing an an anime movie. Oh, okay. A Witcher so, anime. Yeah, so I think it takes place in the story like previously like it'll be like a prequel yeah so it's not gonna be necessarily interfering with the, the ongoing series but uh yeah, that's fine. it's being made by the same uh studio that brought us uh, uh legend of korra oh, oh. Huh. Mm. I, so, 
So we've got quality work behind, you know, quality studio. So when you said that, I was originally thinking um, uh, the studio that they have a deal with for the Castlevania series because that style would fit in really well. But no. curious to see what it looks like. I think there actually may be some images online. I thought I saw something that oh, looked like some very production art. Yeah, like yes, I, I thought I saw something that looked very much like The Witcher meets Legend of Korra, but mm. it could have been fan art. I'm not sure. I didn't look too deep into it. I just saw it and moved along. Oh, so we got some some more down. Oh, so this is I guess the the the, the bad news. The downer. The downer news. Uh. Obi-Wan Kenobi has been pushed back. It looked like they were getting ready to uh, to start shooting it with uh, on you know in the in England they had the studio, they had the crew and apparently everybody got told to go home last week. Yeah. So of course the first stories came out where all you know it's being canceled, creative differences that uh, they've only actually had like one or one and a half scripts done, like one and a half episodes uh, that um, what's her name in charge of Lucasfilm? Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy, that she wasn't happy with it anymore, and that it was being shut down. Yeah. Then, I guess at a Birds of Prey promo this week, they talked to you and McGregor, and he's like, "No, no, no, that's all BS. They're just they're pushing it back a year." He said he's read ninety percent of the scripts. And he, he was he doing damage. Was great. Yeah. Oh no, he he's totally spinning it. You know, damage control. So somewhere in between lies the truth. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like they're not starting to film now until this time next year. Yeah, and also it's like for on Ewan McGregor's part, he's been through this obviously before. This is just the first time it's been publicly because oh, we know well, this, this was is the result of a movie that didn't happen. Yeah, essentially. Do you think they're just trying to focus all their attention on the Mandalorian? Well, the, that had such part a of the rumor, which I wouldn't be surprised about, is that uh, the scripts that are finished or the main storyline bears kind of a resemblance to Mandalorian and they don't want to copy it. Oh yeah. You don't want people to watch it and be like, but that's the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, it's Obi-Wan and he's protecting a child, uh, like a young, like a seven year old Luke and, or possibly a Leia. That's mm-hmm. what that's it. Um, yeah. Watching you, this last week on the Mandalorian. You, you also sort of get the feeling that, um, if that is the truth, it wouldn't be far from like the realm of, you know, because it sounds Dude. like what's his face, John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni kind of did their show on their own in a bubble. Like it, it didn't do, sound like they had much interference. Do we know who the creative team behind Obi Wan was supposed to be? Uh, they never um, announced. What, one of the the directors was announced. Uh, uh, the, one, the, the female director. director. She directed a few episodes of the Mandalorian. Of the Mandalorian. Right. She's yeah. in. She's actually she's one in, of the X Men pilots. Yeah. But we don't know who the producing team is. Like like Mandalorian is. Favreau and yeah, Filoni, no, right? Like, not the, why not busy. just they're busy? Like, how busy are they? Well, there's season two, season of, two of the Mandalorian, and Filoni's got the un. He, he has well, that latest title. Well, that's the, done now because it's starting yeah, to air. And whatever the unknown animated series that they're working on, which is. better be the sequel to Rebels, or I'm going to be very <laughs> mad. I need to know what happens to Ezra. <laughs> what would you call a show like that? I don't know what they're going to. If that's what, Star Wars bureaucracy. Well, no, it's Outer Rim. Outer Rim probably fits best out of what. Or we've heard. Galaxy's Edge. 
Oh, bum, bum, bum. that oh, actually yeah. wouldn't be a bad idea. Tales from the Black You're, Spire Outpost. Yeah. You're welcome, Disney. Because once again, give us free tickets to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> the theory send is, me merch. Is the, the the I like uh, merch. The animated show will be the the you know after when um it'll what's be, her face? Uh, it'll be post Jedi. Yeah, Ahsoka and. Um, Mandalorian chick. Uh, Sabine. Sabine. Usually that's me that forgets the names. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on. I'm Ahsoka the, and Sabine. You're showing your age, Brent. Go and head off uh, on their search for Ezra, yeah. which would be wherever he and the space whales ended up, along and with Thrawn. Thrawn. And I Thrawn. need to see this. <laughs> and and Filoni has outright stated that... They're alive. Th- they're alive. Or at the very least, he's made it pretty clear Thrawn's alive. Yeah. He's been a little bit more shaky on what Ezra's been up to. So, But... Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's what's happening with the Obi-Wan. So we had some more cancellations, too, um, in the ongoing shakeup of Marvel Studios. Yeah. Uh, MODOK is it's going forward, alive. but Hitman has been canceled. Hit monkey? Yeah, sorry, I kept, I kept thinking that. I was even thought Hitman when I was writing it, but I wrote Monkey. Sorry. Yes, the Hit Monkey series and the... Uh, Howard the Duck. No, oh, yeah, so Hit, Hit Monkey is going forward. That's what Oh, Hit, Hit Monkey is still going, going forward. Oh. Hit Monkey and Modoc are going forward because they already had some episodes, I think, like you said. They, they were farther along yeah. in the process. But uh, Howard the Duck and the Tigra and Dazzler shows got canceled. Yeah. You know what? That doesn't sound like it's a big loss. No. Although Howard the Duck might have been interesting because Kevin Smith was heading that right. one up. Yeah. He doesn't sound too sad about it. Wasn't Which makes me think that maybe they're just going to have him work on something else. Well, wasn't he behind the canceled Deadpool animated show, too? No, that was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, um, right, right, right. Um, Yeah. I can picture him from Community. And, and Solo. Uh, and not from uh, uh, Lethal Weapon. Not from Lethal Weapon, no. Yeah. Um, Donald, not, it's Donald, Donald Glover, Glover. Not Danny. Yes. Man, I'm, you're right. I am showing my age today. It's, it's pretty bad. It's early. I'm, we don't normally show. record before When noon. I'm the one that He's remembers names. Young Apparently, I'm Williams. the only one who's awake. <laughs> and I went out shopping this hey, morning. I just want to thought of the names. Yeah, good for you. See, um, I'm much more of a morning person. So I don't... Yeah, me too. I don't know what hit monkey is. It, it's so a what, monkey yeah. that's a hit man. Oh. Yeah. He's yeah. got guns. It sounds and like he's a black suit. spun out of Deadpool. It's, what a big surprise. It sounds like uh, the first thing when you said Hit Monkey, the first thing that popped into my head was that Agent Monkey from Dexter's Lab. Uh, <laughs> Agent M? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Agent... Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. And then I'm like that. Who fought Wrestlor? Yeah. That's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> that show was funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, we had some, some theme park news. Oh, yes. They announced Super Nintendo World... Which I guess is already open in Japan. It is opening this summer in Japan. They want to have it open before the Olympics. They've been we, revealing bits and pieces. Of yeah. It. So it that's been announced. It's coming to Universal Orlando's new theme park, Universal's Epic Universe. Yeah. It wasn't officially announced. It was leaked on an investor call. So like well, the that's yeah. still that's yeah. an there, but there hasn't been like a press release. Yeah. But that's a, from an official source. So we should all save up for True North Nerd's trip to Japan because Universal Studios <laughs> Japan also has Sailor Moon. World. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the Florida one's going to open in 2023. 
So um, th- now we're going to kind of turn it to Kevin because I, oh, I, I've I know, been reading up on I this. know of Super Nintendo World. Yeah, so did you hear about the coin block thing that they, yes. they want to so, do? Uh, like at Disney where they have magic bands, at Nintendo World you can get a power-up band. Yeah, and they've already shown what those like, yes, prototypes are. they showed those. that um, at a press release in Japan. They let the press play with them. And so you can get to, you get to go on... Uh, missions like Nintendo type missions throughout the land. Do you get to throw newspapers at people's doors while you ride? I don't think they own Paperboy. <laughs> and uh, so you, you, there are there are going to be there are going to be power up blocks that you can pot punch. And, I see a lot of broken fingers. Uh, well, I don't think they're going to be made out of brick. They may not even be real. They may be virtual. I'm not sure exactly how it's going yeah, to work. Yeah, because what we read was sort of like what we're working on. Plus, it was Japanese filtered through Google Translate. Right. Uh. So it also you will you will your band will keep score for you during the day. So you will actually earn points and and have a score when you're done at Super Nintendo World. And when you reach certain levels, you can then team up with other people with power bands and do boss battles in the park. And points can be redeemed for stuff. Apparently. They haven't yeah. said what said stuff is. Or the price point of the power up bands. Yeah. All right. So we but need to an... save up for a trip to Japan. <laughs> you know, uh, I, after uh, John and Way's trip to Japan for uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year, I, I so want to go. Uh, Japan is lovely. I love Japan. I went in 2008. So my, it's been my... 12 years since I've been to the land of the rising sun, but I need to go back. I've never been, and I would love to go, not just because I'm going to bring back a suitcase full of Sailor Moon stuff, Mm -hmm. but my retirement trip, and I'm using air quotes because, you know, that's... Because who's ever going to actually retire? Who's going to have money when they retire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is to take a cruise from Vancouver to Tokyo. Oh. And, but that takes two weeks. Right. And then once you're in Japan, you want to spend some time there. So I'm like, this is like a full, at least a month vacation, mm-hmm. which I cannot do until I retire. Because who has four weeks vacation? <laughs> yeah, I do. Except for people who have worked in the same job for a dozen yeah, years. Yeah, Ryan has it and he doesn't use it to go anywhere. I have, yeah, like, Ryan. I have like six weeks vacation. Oh, Jesus. Well, maybe not six. I think it was like five and change. Yeah, the, the weird thing is, is when we were looking at it, now this may change, but probably not, is the but more expensive part of the anything. entire trip That's was the, the flight yeah. back from Japan. Japan yeah. is not as expensive as people think. It's, it's getting, getting to there. Japan. But like, even like the cruise wasn't that bad. No, the cruise was about three or four thousand dollars. Which, considering you're, you've got like food, lodging, yeah, everything, right? Yeah. It's, you know. But then I was like, and then we have to stay in Japan until we can afford to come back. <laughs> mm, right. No. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where Ryan's going to have to order a big package to be delivered yeah. from, <laughs> from wherever we land. And we just hope they put us in the heated section of the cargo plane and well, don't the other, freeze to the, death. The other we'll thing, order some flag, some material or some flagpole stuff to get sent back to flag. Oh, no, order material because then at least we'll stay warm. We'll wrap ourselves up in flags. Yeah, usually it's in a big roll. It's not really... Oh. It gets really cold in those cargo. I know. Uh-huh. Or we can dress up like dogs, maybe, because oh. they, they tend to put them in places where they don't. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be somebody's emotional support pet. Ooh, that works too. <laughs> That's better than being put into quarantine. <laughs> this is a, I could go in as somebody's emotional support. Just keep an eye on. There you go. Yep. <laughs> keep an eye on. I was going to say bear, but. <laughs> 
keep an eye on the flight websites. You, you can find flights too. Oh yeah, actually, I want to talk to John and Way about that. They went for two weeks. Now I know Way's costs were cut for. He was there for three, but he has a brother who was in Hong Kong, so mm-hmm. he st- he went afterwards and stayed with him for mm-hmm. a week. And I don't know Way and his family well enough to say, "Hey, can I stay with your brother for yeah. a week in Hong Kong afterwards?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll we'll do some uh, trip planning off the air because yeah. I'm sure nobody wants to hear about this <laughs> in detail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, so I saw this this April. There is a uh, a special com- uh, Star Wars comic coming out. Oh. It is a comic made of just the variant comic covers from the action figure oh, variant covers. Oh, is that what that is? I saw it in the solicitations, but I just kind of breezed by it. Yeah. So they've been doing. I don't know if you've seen these. They've made no. alternate other or variant covers for different issues of Star Wars. Okay, and it looks like old school action figure packs. Tenor action, yeah, like yeah. the card back with the plastic with an action figure in it. And so like they've done individual ones for different characters, <laughs> right? So they're gonna do. And it's been one artist who's done most of them. Yeah. So the the one there's a book coming out now that you'll be able to purchase that'll be just all those images. It's like nine ninety nine or something like that. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see if it's you know especially if it's one page per and not double sided because mm. then you could actually take the whole thing apart and make a really nice. Image. I pardon me. Are posters a thing anymore? Because that's something they should put out as a print or a poster. I think. Yeah. Like your idea is that. But uh, yeah, there's uh, there was two. There's two omnibuses that were rumored as well. One is surprise, surprise, a Moon Knight omnibus, and the other, I think, I'm, I think, might catch Kevin's attention. Well, there's two. One will be the the original run of New Mutants, uh-huh. and the other is the Chris Claremont, Alan Davis Excalibur run. Oh, which yeah. I, is like we've got a good credit at Big B right now. I might get that. I that I is, have both of those runs. I have all those comics. I won the credit. <laughs> he spun the it wheel. Would be something that we both want. Yeah, you might like that though. It was the weirdo <laughs> X Men book. The weirdo X Men. Yeah, the, well, there oh, was yeah. alternate realities came in and like you know, but, but not like not like confusingly, and there was time travel a little bit. There's a whole King Arthur well. storyline too. And, yeah. The the one that I remember the most is where the German version of Excalibur from a world where uh, the Nazis won World War Two yes. shows up, and it has all the Nazi counterparts to everybody, but. Kitty Pride Shadowcat is part of the Excalibur team and she's Jewish and she sees her counterpart and it's like, you know, some horrible shit has gone on with and like this character has been branded a Jew as well and doesn't seem like completely sentient Mm -hmm. and just the horror that Kitty sees of this reality of you know, they, it be, and then there's this really cool battle between Captain Britain and uh, whatever the Captain, Captain Germany. Captain Blitzkrieg or something yeah. like that. They, they did a good job of, like, making his costume, too. Yeah, I remember yes. that. But it, it, it's an interesting, like, because it didn't really tie into the X-Men books that often. They were on their own in England, and there was magic and shit, too. Like, one of the characters is a fairy. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Megan. Megan, yeah. Awesome. All right. right. Um, And so we've got some uh, photos from the set of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. We've had our first look of in-costume U.S. agent. I did see that. Um, Looks cool. I was kind of hoping for the all-black costume, but 
I still I understand it from like the film yeah. aspect. Is it? And passing? who knows? Maybe by the end of the series, he goes maybe. into the black thing. You have to assume at some point, such at the beginning, you know, he's the government's new Captain America. I had completely forgotten who was playing him though up until this picture. Who came is up. playing him? It's Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son. Oh, okay. he was in uh, Overlord, the yep. the 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 Doom. Or the Wolfenstein movie that's not called Wolfenstein. And the, the uh, Nazis, Goon 2. The zombie Nazis. He was in Goon 2. He was yes, the, he was. He was the, the other the other, the goon, other the, 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 the new, new hockey, goon. The new hockey player. Yeah, uh, Goon 2's on Netflix now. Yeah. Um, uh, my sister has met him. Oh, nice. what the, no, they, they were saying. They were doing a lot of that here in, uh, in Barry. Yeah, so. because she asked me who he was. Because apparently he was very nice. And I'm like, I'm like why are Oh, that's Kurt Russellson. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm apparently a nice guy down to earth, decent tipper. There you go. <laughs> uh, and then my last little bit of news is that uh, it's been announced they are working on, there's no dates yet, it's still early production, but they're working on bringing the Karate Kid to Broadway. Yep. Yep. See, that's the thing we've got to work on more than some obscure Marvel character. Is some '80s movie we can turn into a musical? Yeah, but then you got to get the rights to it. Monster Squad. Yeah, but Monster Squad we might be able to do. <laughs> I'm just thinking of this whole ballad on "Kick Him in the Nads." Yeah, the last Starfighter, the, the musical. <laughs> you know that has potential. There is a Top Gun musical already. Yeah. Yep. So that's it for me. In news. Uh, I've got, got a, news? a little bit of theme park news. Some good, some bad. Let's start with the some good. ugly. Uh, the good, well, depending on your point of view, uh, the good news is they just changed the Fast Pass tiers at Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, which means uh, so they they basically stratify their um, attractions. Some are tier one and some are tier two. And until this week, really all the good rides at Hollywood Studios were in tier one, and you could only pick one per day. Well, as of this Wednesday, they changed that, and the only two rides in tier one now are. Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and Slinky Dog Dash, and all the other great rides, Tower of Terror, and Rock and Roller Coaster are now Tier 2, which means that I was able to snag Millennium Falcon Fast Passes for my upcoming trip next month. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So I will be riding Sli- that The Slinky Ride's twice. fairly recent, too, Yeah, it's in it? the Toy Story Land that yeah. just opened last year, so uh, or the year before last now we're looking at. So, uh, And I'm sure that the new Mickey Mouse, there's a new Mickey Mouse ride that's opening like two weeks after I'm going to be in Florida. And I'm sure that'll be in tier one as well. That's a good idea. You know, you keep them in that top tier for a couple years. And then when new rides come out, then you swap them. And when, uh, and right now, Rise of the Resistance, the big ride for Mm -hmm. Galaxy's Edge, uh, that doesn't use FastPass at all. all. It uses a virtual queuing system. You have to get to the park early. And basically, it's a lottery for who gets to ride it that day. Fair enough. So that's the good news uh, theme park-wise. Here's the bad news. There is an outbreak of an epidemic in China, and Disney has closed both of their theme parks in China. Shanghai Disneyland closed first um, on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday this week and followed uh, yesterday, as we record this Saturday, uh, by Hong Kong Disneyland. No word on how long they're going to be closed. This, This virus is pretty bad, and it's hit right during the Chinese New Year's celebration. Yeah, see, I, I keep meaning to, um, I, as I've often mentioned, I have a relative who works in that industry, and guess where he was last week? Oh. Like, come, like before this outbreak really started hitting news, because, mm-hmm. like, he 
he was sending pictures from one of the Disneylands in I don't know which one, right? Because he did. He, Josh, if you're listening, tag your photos. Well, if it's, <laughs> or a, at least if it's say, a giant castle, it's Shanghai. If it's a castle under construction, it's Hong Kong. Okay, it's Hong Kong then, because the castle was under construction. Because that was part of the photos that he... They're put. rebuilding the castle in Hong Kong. Yeah, and he even mentions that in a comment or something. Yeah. But he didn't say where. And I don't know enough about the theme parks to know one way or the other. All I knew was he was in China. And then, right. like, this week, all that stuff comes out. And I'm like, I hope he's okay. Yeah, so let's hope that uh, this epidemic gets um, sorted quickly and that people can get back to having fun. Yeah. We have a nurse friend who is... Like, it's the two sides of, like, she's looking at it from a clinical standpoint. Yeah. But she's also looking at it. Her first year as a professional nurse was during the SARS epidemic. Right. And she's like, I really don't want to go through this again. Yeah. Well, because it's it's the combo of, like, you know, it's horrible and everything. But because of its symptoms, you also get those people who are, like, who may have the flu or a really bad cold. Right. And think that they are dying of this thing. And so they start clogging up waiting I rooms. I this virus. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first confirmed case has arrived in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. And they say that it the virus came from bats. Okay. So let's dive down the conspiracy hole here for a oh second. Oh, God. <laughs> Put on your tinfoil hat. Okay. Let's get going. Okay. So... This everything originated in Wuhan, right? Yeah. That's the name of the city. Yeah, Wuhan. You've so, been really looking into this, huh? I have. <laughs> um, and this in Wuhan, there is a infectious diseases hospital, or research center. Okay. That apparently, back in 2017, there were reports and things saying that hey, the things need to be done in this place because things can you know. Things weren't up to snuff, mm. and they were worried that something could get out. Apparently, there have been cases of SARS, you know, post the big SARS outbreak, yeah. that have escaped from this facility mm. uh, in the local area, and that, um, so, you know, the conspiracy people are, you know, a lot of people, some people, who knows what people, um, think that maybe this whole thing that it came from this food market is bullshit and that it actually came from this hot, this research place, which as far as, uh, conspiracy theories go, that's yeah, not a, that's not a stretch, especially given China's China's press releases. Overall well, of like, it. It's very surprising. It shows how open, more open they become that we actually have heard about this mm. compared to, you know, maybe if this was five, Ten years, ten years ago, we wouldn't have heard about this. Yeah, yet. well, and also the internet can't contain stuff as much. Like, there is the quote unquote great oh, the, cyber wall. Or oh whatever yeah, there is called. the great cyber wall of China. But, but they, they've all figured there are out work ways around yeah, it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they've actually started using the military to quarantine cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've, that's not. A conspiracy that's news that's real that's happening uh, yeah, china they, and russia are building a joint quickie hospital yeah, right now a thousand bed hospital that's supposed to be up in two weeks yeah um, hopefully this all gets contained yeah because that's the last thing we sadly need. uh our, our friend alex greenfield posted up on twitter he mentioned he he started calling it Captain Trips, was it, which is the name of the virus in the stand, uh. <laughs> complete with like the other day, like he was like just saying, and he had like the the it's a short video of the book opening with uh uh Blue Oyster Cults, Don't Fear the Reaper playing oh, in Jesus. the background. <laughs> 
Well, I, my thing was I kept thinking of that Simpsons episode when they're all ordering the juicers. And it, I don't think and I it comes, that one. These boxes that start coming in and they open the box and this cloud of germs comes out and it's like oh, flo- yeah, floating yeah, through yeah, the yeah. city and they've all caught this like Chinese or this Asian flu. Mm. And then you see, uh, you know, the, the the chief, he tries to shoot the cloud. And <laughs> There was another Simpsons reference where Bart opens a crusty toy, a toy from Krusty Burger and a mosquito comes out of it and bites him. Yeah, yeah. The Simpsons is at the point where Simpsons did it first, even to the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, hopefully everybody makes it out, especially our listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. I'm not, not to like spread more conspiracies, but I have heard if you listen to this podcast that <laughs> you are less likely to that you are very intellectual and people like you. That too. <laughs> All our listeners are smart and lovely people. Yes. Yep. Uh, so before we get to Picard, because I know that's where we want to, all want to go, we have to talk about the crisis. Because we oh, haven't talked yes. crisis yet. I know you guys haven't watched crisis yet. I've watched half of it. But we've yeah. watched crisis. We have. And we need to talk crisis. Okay. Go so ahead. So crisis is over. The world people is lived, safe. People died. World survived. Worlds collapsed. Yeah. There's still a multiverse. There's a yes. There's a new multiverse that there that our main characters aren't aware of yet. Right. Uh, the I guess for the next few episodes, at least on every show, you they'll be dealing with the consequences of multiple Earths becoming one. Yeah. So this is spoilers for the crisis if you haven't seen it. And yet. post to right. a certain extent, I would imagine. Yeah. Right. Uh, so just like the list of the planets we uh, the Earths we do know now. Uh, so the main Earth is Earth Prime. Mm. Yeah. So CW basically, the, the result of it is that anybody who's on a CW show can now cross over with any other one eat more easily. There's no parallel Earth. Supergirl okay. and Flash end up on the same Earth, and That's, Black yeah. Lightning. Flash okay, doesn't I was... have to go through time to get people anymore. No, or, through no. the through, through the space, space and no, yeah. which is hilarious the way they find out that this has happened because uh, so Supergirl goes to fight a villain which is the weather was uh weather, weather witch, witch which was about his, she's been a, a villain on flash so she starts to fight her and then she's like who are you and like the woman's like, oh, i'm weather witch and this and then all of a sudden the flash shows up and like punches her and say like, sorry uh she's one of mine uh i, I, I took care of they're like wait a minute what are you doing here <laughs> what are you doing here and then it's um marv wolfman yes yeah. walks up with a picture and asks them to sign it for his autograph Marv Wolfman is the guy who wrote, wrote, Christ, wrote Crisis, Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earths, like the original comic. And he kind of was like, oh, you know, I love it when you guys team up together and mm. do this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's like, and then so they're, they start playing dumb, like, oh, well, how, when was the first time that you remember seeing us team up like this? And, and because, so everybody on Earth Prime, to them, it's Earth Prime, and they're, the, the, you know, they know it as Earth Prime, yeah. and, or as Earth, and their, their history has had Superman and Supergirl and Flash and, and everybody on the same world. There has been significant changes to Supergirl's status quo, right? Like, that's yes. the one that we know the most about right now. Yep. yep. Is Lex's back among the living. Yep. And in charge of uh, the DEO. The DEO, and everybody thinks Lex Luthor is this really great guy. Yeah, and giving him awards, so so kind of like how he was in the. Who co- in remembers the, the previous universe, though? Most of our main heroes, and that's because um, Martian Manhunter has gone around and given, given the old back their memories the tap on the shoulder, and it was like all of a sudden they're like, well, you know, you see their eyes twitch, and they're like, oh my god. So, but were, what about the supporting cast? Like Supergirl knows what happened. Do does like her her sister, sister does? Yeah, so like, her sister Brainiac. 
Uh, we're sorry, Brainiac Five. Yeah. Uh, a few of those people okay. that we've seen so far in like that uh, in that first episode. Did anybody who Martian Manhunter touched go? Why did you do that? I was happy. Um. <laughs> yes. Um. Actually, so in the uh, Arrow first Arrow episode back ended up being kind of a a soft pilot, you know, like a pilot for the Green Arrow and the Canaries. Yeah. And takes place in the future, and. Some of the characters, like the the one other canary that was the one that was a cop that's been on it, she since she woke up after Oliver's funeral or whatever in the, in the future and didn't exist. Like she was somebody that didn't exist in this world. She had no backstory. She was a cop and didn't you know none of her story, nothing, none of her past sins or anything like that happened. Um, but so they went to when they went to go and approach. Um, Oliver, Oliver's daughter because something was going to happen they wanted to get her help well she was like the socialite and everything like this and no idea of the, her time in the past being oh, Green okay. Arrow or the other alternate reality where she was from before Yeah. until um, Black Canary touched her with uh, I guess a, a ring that I didn't watch this so. um, what's uh, what's the uh, the Flash's friend, the one who makes all the technology. See, now I don't vibe. Remember. Yeah, what's his name? Cisco. Cisco. Cisco made a ring that duplicated the Martian Manhunter's powers oh, to be able to get it out there yeah. early. So yeah. it's like she touched her, and all of a sudden she had this flash, and they like passed out, and okay. woke up, and was like, "Why'd you do this to me?" And I was happy. And so I, I've got a question because the one of the things that I do know about okay. from Crisis um, leads into an interesting discussion that I've watched a couple videos on. So, uh. We got this wrong. I will state that we we were sort of right because when we talked about them when they were initially announcing this crossover, we talked about the DCU being involved, the the film universe. Yep, yep. And we basically put it down to like, oh, we'll see some photos or they'll use some footage in the background as they're running by or something, but we we won't actually get one of the cast members. Yeah, and we were wrong. which I'm amazed they were able to pull it off having Ezra Miller and and keep it secret. Uh, So apparently they did that by, they shot that after everything else was done. The only actors on set were Ezra Miller and uh, uh, what's his name? Greg Justin. Yeah. And the two flashes and like the, and minimal crew. Yeah. It's so like even the actors in the other shows did not know it was occurring. Now, here's the question. Is this a weird little loophole for the DCU going forward to do whatever the hell they want and get rid of what they didn't like about, like, this is how it explains their new Batman. This is how it explains if Henry Cavill doesn't come back as Superman. Uh, This gets rid of stuff that we don't want to remember anymore about those other movies. I don't know if the film people really care what happens on television. I I don't know. Yeah, it hasn't seemed like that before, but the fact that he's in it as the Flash. True. The other thing I threw forward was the... So, the idea is is the Flash movie that we're going to get, if it ever happens, now that seems to be a pretty yeah. big if at this point, is going to be Flashpoint or based around Flashpoint. Right. Another take on Flashpoint. Right. Is this the catalyst for it? Instead of like him trying to rescue his dad 
for like mm. get his dad or whatever well, the, the main story is it's more him wanting his universe back well um does ezra miller flash even remember he could in theory. i think it, what i think would be really great is if that sequence from the tv show showed up in this flash movie because mm. it seems like he's just just learning just ex- exploring the speed force and and learning about alternate reality because he says he makes that line he says there's a line where it's like i told vic this was possible referring to cyborg yeah which would then make you know that'd be kind of cool if maybe he's you know try, you know exploring the speed force and stuff and then meets this and then something happens and that's the whole catalyst for yeah. his flashpoint I, I just think it it wouldn't be a bad idea for them at this point. Is the the TV shows are much better received than the films have been. Not and we liked Justice League. I'm not yeah. saying it was a piece of crap. But like we enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I know that Jen and Ryan did. I can't remember if you. I did like. Or not. I didn't have any problems with Suicide Squad. It's, not it's, a great it's movie, basically but it's fine. Man of Steel and, and yeah, Batman yeah. vs Superman are the two that. And Man of Steel, I actually kind of like good large chunks of yeah but batman versus superman is the one where where we kind of groaned through a yeah. little bit no i'm in on the dceu yeah but this this would be an easy way to straighten some stuff out yeah, we'll see I, I doubt we'll ever see it mentioned again yeah on film well that's even if like like i said that flash movie has gone through so many directors at this point yeah. that like who knows if we'll see it? I, I kind of I liked him as the Flash. It, it, like, and I liked how they made him different than the TV show. Version. Well, in the in the episode, he didn't. He hadn't even started calling himself Flash yet. Does he even call himself that in Justice League? No, no. he hasn't. He's never been called the Flash. I don't think on on, on film. On film. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Because like, in the sequence, he's like when they, they call say he's like on the Flash. He's like, oh, the. Fl- He's kind of like, oh, when he hears him, that he's called the Flash. Yeah. Say, like, oh, that's a pretty cool name. I yeah. I did like it because I've seen that entire scene. Hi, I'm very like like What? A, Wait, what? <laughs> How? <laughs> <laughs> like they were both perfectly in character, which is also hard when you're kind of playing the same character but not. Yeah. yeah. Like it, sh- it it was a good way of showing like two. Different actors taking on two different takes of the same uh, character, and I did like how they're like looking at each other's costume. Oh, that looks like it's protective. Oh, that looks like it's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even the 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 suit isn't technically the movie suit. Apparently, oh no, no, it's it, a, it's a version of it developed by the Arrow designers, probably okay. more cost effective and than trying to get the. Well, you know, it's who knows what the. It, it's one of those kind things, of shape it's in that yeah, no, no, this many years post movie and, and where it, it is, you know, or they pulled it out and like, hey, did anybody dry clean? Oh, no, oh. <laughs> but uh, uh, so yeah, so it, in the end, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, the The last episode was very much a wrapping up status quo episode, like the fifth one, mm. and kind of giving you the here's where everybody is, and this is the new. Um, you know how we all live on the same world together, and they they end up back in the uh, that Star Labs hangar area that really looks, looks like, like the Super Friends uh, you know, Hall of oh, Justice. Hall of Justice, yeah. Which um, is it's based that in, in itself is based off a real building somewhere, isn't I it? I believe so. It's a city hall somewhere that George Perez saw like the yeah. the design of or something, and started like somebody like that. Maybe it wasn't Perez, but. 
I so, want to say in Ohio. Like, it's in, like, middle of, like, America. Middle America think. somewhere. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, so we get this, the, all the main characters back there, and uh, Barry has gotten a table. It's got a big round table yep. with, like, a Justice League symbol, and everybody has their own chairs. Does he technically own Star Labs? Yes. Yeah. It was left to him by... by uh, Evil Harrison by e- Wells. Evil, yeah, by the by reverse flash pretending to be Harrison Wells when he died. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right, oh, and then we get the, so then there was a super the, the extra tease, which so oh, yes. you see um a a crate and and you hear some noise like some a very distinct noise and you look at they show the the, the sign on the 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 label on the crate mm-hmm. and it contained Gleek. Oh yeah, and the, and the Super Friends theme song was the background music. I, at I that did point. hear about that. I hope we never see. <laughs> oh, no, if they again. can do Gorilla Grodd, they can do Gleek. I know, what but the hell Gleek? He Gleek. was a little blue space monkey that, that was, was wonder, that came from that hung out with the Wonder Twins. The Wonder Twins. That's his name. Gleek. Oh. So maybe we'll get the Wonder Twins now. I just assumed so, it was invented by Hanna Barbera because everything needed to have some sort of animal. Well, it totally was. It was. There it was a replacement for, for Wonder Dog. Show, if you want to see something funny with Gleek, there is a uh, a, a Frank Cho did a pinup once for Wizard Magazine of Superhero Fight Club, mm-hmm. and it's all the superheroes like from both Hanna Barbera and DC, like all that like. Era. Space Ghost and yeah, and they're they've all they're all watching a Birdman. monkey knife fight between Gleek and I think it's the monkey from Space Ghost. Oh. <laughs> they're like you know they're in the ring and they're like <laughs> and like See, they have like the superheroes are betting on them and stuff. And I thought you were gonna bring up the robot chicken sketch where they open up the closet and it's Robin and Gleek and. <laughs> And with a battery and jumper cables and no shirts on. <laughs> no, I had forgotten about that till you brought it up. So was Crisis enjoyable? Like uh, for you I, guys? I enjoyed you... it. I thought it was a fun crossover. Uh, all the little tidbits I see in the other worlds as they died was cool. At the end, we got to see which worlds survived and their new numbering. Uh, yeah, so like it. next year's Stargirl show is actually going to be on Earth two. Oh, so, so a, they're still going to use the multiple Earths for other shows? Yes. Yeah. So that one, which is, <laughs> is it bad that the cynic in me is that is like that way? If it gets canceled after one season, they're not out anything, and they can eventually. Uh, but it sort of goes it back to the old. That sort of goes back to the old uh, pre-crisis comics era where. Uh, Earth One, in this case Earth Prime, is your mm. prime. That's your Earth, Justice League. And Earth Two is, is your Justice, Justice Society, Society which is going to be part of Stargirl. Yeah. Uh, so Titans have their own world. Yeah. They're on Earth Nine. Uh, Swamp Thing has his own world. Despite the fact that he doesn't have a show anymore. Despite the fact. Uh, that's Earth 19. Doom Patrol has their own world. Even though we've seen Doom Patrol on Titans, it was that's a different Doom Patrol. So the ones that have their own show, they're on Earth twenty one. Uh, we got to see a Green Lantern world, like Earth. Oa? Oh, okay. so they do show Oa, but I mean, like, no, a universe. Uh, okay. When I saw when I was saying world, I mean universes. Uh, because and it ties into next year's HBO Max. Oh, yeah, event, which yeah, yeah. apparently uh, all kinds of reports are that. Uh, in the season finale, series finale for Green Arrow, we're finally going to get answers to the John Diggle, John, John Stewart, Stewart 
uh, why isn't he? Why didn't he ever get a, a Green Lantern ring? Huh. And they've said people are going to be happy, hmm. which makes me wonder if he's, you know, he's going to get a ring, yeah. and if he's going to be on this uh, character on this HBO so, Green Lantern show. A bit of news that I don't think we covered last week or this week that ties in with this. So it is rumored that J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Productions is going to be working on a Justice League Dark something. Yes, apparently. So is I, that I, I on the Swamp Thing world? Well, apparently, well, maybe. But apparently they have kind of taken over all those rights and all those, were taken on well, it, all those stories that I guess had been being worked yeah, on. Yeah, so Abrams has an overall deal with Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and we, we've all discussed that before. Well, doesn't Jeff Johns have the same kind of deal? No, remember, he did, they kind of exited him out a little bit. He's no longer, what was this? He wasn't a, he's not a vice president anymore. No. But I thought he created a production yeah, company. Yeah, now he's got a production he company does. to work on working DC on projects for yeah, TV and film. Yeah, but maybe that's not part of it. Yeah, oh. Stargirl is one of the ones he's, right. his name's on. Uh, and then the last Earth they showed us was the Brendan Routh Superman Earth, yeah. which is Earth 96. Uh, pardon me. And instead of having the red and black S, mm. it was the red and yellow. And yellow. So yeah. And he had, had a big smile on his face when he's flying up. So it's like kind of now that... Almost like maybe things got fixed on his Earth, and then maybe some events. He's a happier Superman. Yeah. So with with the JJ stuff, I I think it's there, not to be mean to Jeff Johns. I think they gave JJ Abrams a list, and he gets to do whatever the hell he right. wants. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh, all right, that's it for me. Yeah, that's it. For that's the it for the crisis, crisis news. Crisis fun. is over now. It's It'll just, be interesting. Yeah, to see. I haven't watched the Fallout on Black Lightning yet. I don't because think if he they've had an episode shafted, yet. Uh, there, there was one this week, I think. Was there? I think. Anyway, I haven't watched oh, okay, it. Okay, I don't know. But if he gets shafted, his city's been quarantined all season and nobody's come to help him because before the crisis, there was nobody else to help, help him. him. Now he knows Flash and like he's a founding member of the Justice League now. And uh, yeah, he better get some help because yeah. that city's... So now on to the main event. Once again, spoiler warnings. We are going to be talking about the first episode of Star Trek Picard. Um, so I'll, I'll start with Jen because Jen hasn't had much of a chance to talk about stuff. Jen, what did you think of the first episode of Picard? I liked it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, then. <laughs> All right, moving on. No, it was good. It was... Uh... Um, I don't know. It, it was it was really intriguing. They set up a lot of of uh, mysteries to kind of keep you enthralled for hopefully the rest of the season or two. Um, I liked that Data came back and they did a, a decent job of well as much as they could making him look like what he mm-hmm. would have looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, Brent had to pause every once in a while and explain to me what was going on. <laughs> oh, did he? I wondered if. If people who there was some deep cuts in that episode, yeah, a little bit. I have, I don't, I don't remember the movies. <laughs> so there you go. What are some of the things that you had to that you asked for clarification on? I didn't know Data was dead. That oh, was you forgot one. about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then they mentioned it, and I'm like, oh, what? But then they 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 said that it was in the movie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that happened 18 years ago. Yeah, like, in a movie. I probably saw it 18 in years a, ago. In a not movie only that, not a particularly the, no. good movie yeah. Yeah. either. Um, what else did I ask about? Um, 
well, the, there was something I I went oh, and you didn't know what I was going oh about when oh, they taught the, in, the, the Dyson Br- oh the Daystrom uh, Institute and Bruce Maddox, Bruce Maddox yeah. which is like that's what season one two. or two. Season. Like, yeah, do you remember I, that episode? I'm like no. See, I <laughs> didn't. It's a good episode. It is dude. a good. I oh, yeah. remember. It. I didn't not, pick up on the name. So, like I didn't. Yeah. The name was like it was just another name to me until I saw a video that pointed that out. Because mm. yeah. Um, I thought that the Romulans. Didn't the Romulan world get destroyed in something else? In that same, no, in yes. the in the JJ two thousand nine yeah. Star Trek movie. Is that movie. the one that they're talking about? Yes. yes. Okay. So it's that event that sent Spock to the past to right. the parallel universe and has created that parallel because timeline. Because when the two Romulans who live with Picard showed up. Brent wasn't sure who they were. Yeah, we don't like, know who they I are. Think, yeah, but I wasn't I, even like, sure they were Romulans. Because yeah. they, I think they're they Romulans. aren't using the bumpy foreheads. Like the next gen Romulans had those sort of big ridges. Yeah, uh, not, uh, and they're not using those on Picard. Yeah, because I said I the think actors. they're Romulans or Vulcans, and Brent's like, well, they can't be Vulcans. They've got too much emotion, and I'm like, well, yeah, they, they must have be personality. Romulans. Yeah. <laughs> now, are they the Romulans we meet in the Picard comic? Oh, the two that 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 help. I him? need to go back and reread that. Yes. Oh you? yeah, yeah. Uh, so IDW has been putting. There's out, a three like, issue a countdown series. series. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Neither did, I kind of knew it, but I don't put much into the, the comics IDW does. Like I know they're technically canon, but it's Kristen Beyer wrote it, and she's one of the executive producers. Yeah, of Picard. Oh, and you, and that. you haven't really mentioned much about it, so I assume they were okay, not great. Well, they were all set up, right? Yeah. Like uh, there, there hasn't been any any. It was supposed to finish before the series started, and the next, the last issue got delayed. So uh, yeah, it's, I think it comes out this, week. this week. I yeah. think so. I liked the reveal that Dodge or Dodge or whatever her name was was Data's daughter. Maybe. Ish. Yeah. Maybe, possibly. Although I'm not sure how he leapt to that conclusion from a painting. Well, the painting was the painting looks like her. Yeah. And the painting was called Daughter and it was made by Data. Yeah. But then they said that that it it was theoretically possible that Maddox recreated or created a brain engram from a single piece of Data's yeah positronic so, brain. But, so I'm like, did Data make her? And no, so I don't. I th- how come she doesn't know? And why? So this is why I was confused. I love that character, and we'd known as fans we knew that Issa Briones, that's the actress who yeah. plays her, was going to be a regular on the show. Yeah. So. Big spoiler, yeah. when Dodge gets killed, I was like, Wait, what? Whoa, 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 yeah, because I, uh, I turned <laughs> to Jen and I'm like, shit, we thought she was supposed to be a main character. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, whoa, they're they're pulling the rug out here. Yeah. So I liked that reveal a lot. I yeah. liked the way that they did that. Although I'm kind of sad she's not coming back because we don't really know anything well, about Well, if they can oh. recreate... Shit from one positron from how, Data's brain. How come the twin knew that she had a twin sister, but Dodge didn't know she had a twin sister? That's a good question. <laughs> Who was the mother? That's yeah. another question, too. I'm thinking some sort of construct of some sort. I, they, she glitched. Well, and yeah. said and, and, and told her to go find Picard without her actually naming Picard at all. Yeah. Like if you watch that interaction. So who created the mother? Then that's the question. And are so, the Romulans living on the Borg cube good guys or bad guys? That's another good question. Or are they just Romulans? Yeah, exactly. They just try to rebuild their society and by... Why are they living on a Borg 
cube. Are well, there not enough planets in the galaxy? <laughs> maybe, well, well, not for Star not Wars for, Supernova. It destroyed a lot of planets in their in their system. system. So now they're living out. Really, in other systems. Yeah, yeah but, but they're also the Romulans have been a dicks. They remember, and, that's the whole reason why Starfleet decided and and well, so decided to say, eh, we don't have enough to help you guys by. It's because a lot of them were the upset. AI suddenly rise up and attack. That's, That's the part that See, I'm kind of like, like. I've got so many questions. I know that was the the one story point that I'm like. That's sort of weird because everything else has been built upon in other things. The AI uprising is like kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, was... So one theory I heard was that because I guess at the end when it when they pan back mm-hmm. and you see they're on the cube and you see the ships that are protecting it. That they looked like the same ships that were the ones that were supposed to be, you know, part of the Mars fleet protecting Mars that attacked Mars. So there's oh. a theory out there in some circles that oh. it's the AI got, you know, corrupted, corrupted by, the by the Romulans. Even though Mars was building a fleet to go and help Mars, we know help that. The Romulans, yeah. Sorry, yes, to help the Romulans. We also know that the Romulans, a lot of them didn't want help from. Yeah, you because know, at least from the comic, right? So, well, not only that, happy with the way that the, you, the fleet, no, you go back was to, help to Star Trek Nemesis, and it kind of like it's what's his face, um, uh, Tom Hardy's Picard zone, yeah, basically yeah. has to kill off the council in order to start getting help, yeah, right? For the, because they were having issues then, yeah, yeah, and then it just got worse. I so, also really like that they didn't make. Uh, um, Patrick Stewart as Picard be like a badass fighter. He's an old man, and they recognize that he's an old man. And yeah. so you know, Dodge is when when they get attacked. Dodge is like go and hide, and he goes and hides. He doesn't fight. He's not pretending to be like this superhuman, which yeah. I really yeah. like. They make his character a lot more relatable and compassionate, and and. Yeah, instead of being like, oh, I'm Picard. I'm above all of you. Yeah. So I really like that they did that for his character. Now, what's the name of like the, the uh, Romulan special ops? Special the Tal Shiar. So are we assuming that's who that was then? Teleporting in and out, trying attacking? Maybe. Maybe. It could be. We don't know. Yeah. And I like that we don't know. There's a lot of mystery to this, although I, I am stating as still with this episode... I am kind of sticking with my theory with a little bit of alterations of who. Uh, so, what's the sister that's left? Which one is left? I forget her name. Soji. 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 Uh, what her and Dodge are, but altering it a little bit. Oh. So, what's your theory? My theory when we saw the previews was that she is somehow related to the Borg Queen. And I'm sticking to that well, theory. It could be. Because it. it that that board cube, the fact that she's after Picard. Well, you yeah. know that Seven of Nine and Hugh are going to come are yeah. popping they are up. Borg adjacent. Yeah. Now, well, I think we're going to find out a lot of stuff involving the Romulans and what's going on involve with, Borg slash Borg technology. technology. Yeah. Because that would be a real, you know, if like, how long have they been reclaiming this cube? Mm. Uh, that would be a really easy way for them to have infected or manipulated the. Uh, the synthetics on Mars, if it was them. And it it also kind of makes sense as to why they are saying go and find Picard to be safe, because even though he temporarily was a Borg, he still is not really nice with the Borgs, but at least he's more tolerant. 
I still think that's more of a data back. That's more. That's more of well, a data, we'll less of a. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Is less part of, of me a, thinks is the data stuff is like a red, a red herring, herring, and mm-hmm. that that's why she might end up being connected to the Borg Queen. Like, like maybe not like like outright, but maybe it's something the Romulans have accidentally let loose that yeah. they didn't intend to. The um. Oh, I, I still hope. I think. I guess more of I hope that it's going to be the yeah that guy that scientist the one that you know wanted to take data and mm. cut him up and make you know found a way to replicate data into these twins like like she said he always worked in pairs or in twins right he always made twins when he or did it things. was the only way to make the the fleshy robots yeah, yeah. the so. fleshy um and I I do like the actress the the scientist I enjoyed her on House Allison Pill. So I'm I'm glad to see her on this. Yeah, she's cute. Isn't she? she is. Wasn't she one of the? Was isn't she the ex girlfriend in Scott Pilgrim? That's what I thought. I oh uh, no way. She's on that uh, that that fairy tale show on ABC that was on the, the uh, oh uh, Ever After. Yeah, she was on Ever After, and and yeah, I What's watched her. Name? On, I don't know. Check uh, from Issa. Oh no, Allison Pill. That's the actress. It's the doctor name? is her name is Al, the actress's name is Allison Pill. Yeah, because the doctor her name is Agnes or something, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a like a Italian name. Uh, Allison Pill, Canadian actress. Yep. It's yeah, probably Canada. why I recognize her from stuff is that she's a Canadian actress. Yeah, she was in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, was she the drummer? Maybe. Oh, yeah, yes. she was the yes. drummer. And drummer and bomb. That yeah, picture right there is totally the. Yeah, she's the drummer from Bomb. I didn't even realize that until just. I was thinking she was the, uh, the, uh, the the ex girlfriend because she's gone on to quite a bit of a career too. But but she also doesn't like quite look like she did in that movie. Same with with her. Who is that? Oh, now we're falling down a Scott Pilgrim hole. (laughs) Okay, then we'll stop. Never mind. Um, But yeah, so back to the show. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good first episode. It wasn't a great first episode, mm, yeah. but it was good. It you know it uh, left with all kinds of questions, and you know going forward, it could look back and you know, change my opinion. I, it could be great. It could you know if the sh- I don't assume the show's going to go to shit. Uh, it's already been picked up for another season. So, mm-hmm. and uh, speaking of which, uh, was it you who posted the Whoopi Goldberg? Clip? Yes, that was that really clip. nice. I know. I'm. I'm. I love Guinan. She's one of my favorite characters from Next Generation. So I'm super looking forward to her yeah. showing up. It was either, um, either completely unexpected or Whoopi Goldberg proved once again why she won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it was unexpected. Yeah, because like she actually had to take some time to recover from yeah. that. Yeah, I thought that was a lovely, a lovely little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, and it makes sense. Well, her character's sort of immortal, right? Is, They're very long. They, they the can elements. live forever, but they can die at the yeah. same time. It's like basically, if nothing happens to you, you get to keep going. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it's effectively immortal, but yeah. I loved a lot of little touches in the show. Um, I liked that it opened with a poker game the same way the series ended. That scene made when he, oh, when he said I, I hadn't didn't, even done that. Yeah. Like the poker game. Where he was like, match, I don't want but, the game to end. I was like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I, the song that played before the opening credits, remember there was the whole Blue Skies? Was, uh, that was the song Data sang at Riker's wedding. Oh, yeah? Jeez. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Again, flashing back to a terrible movie. Or I not need so to great rewatch movie. this terrible movie. Or is this a different terrible movie? That, oh, it's no, same the same one, same one same at the start. Because the, the one good part about that is Worf is drunk because he's at his ex-girlfriend's wedding for one. <laughs> yeah. And he well, he's not drunk, he's hung over by the wedding. And he's like just nursing his head over. Yeah, and like, oh. Data starts singing. He's like, it had to be Gershwin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so little touches like that. I loved uh, I you know Remember when we talked about Rise of Skywalker and I said the movie was really fan servicey? There was so much, so many like references to things. I felt that in this, there was a lot of references to a lot of stuff, but everything felt like it was in service to the story instead of a, hey, look, we're in the Star Trek world. It's like, this is important to the story going forward, and so we're going to let you in on this. Uh, if you know about it, that's great. If you don't know about it, we will tell you. I also think that the Star Trek universe is a lot more cohesive than the Star Wars universe. And there's, that's just a product of what there's more Star of Wars it, developed. Right? Yeah. And yeah. They've... It's weird for the sheer amount of Star Trek books there are. Yeah. There's not the fan clamoring in Star Trek for, well, that's not what you did in the books. Why is it? Because, and that's because we've had uh, 30 years of Star Trek novels where TV series can go in and change what's happened in the novel already, right? Like, it's, it's been an ongoing living process. Whereas in Star Wars, you only had novels because there were only the movies at the time. And then when things contradicted the books, people got really upset because the books were what was driving yeah. the story forward mm. before. Uh, you know, Star Trek, even though Star Trek hadn't been on TV for 18 years, yeah. it was still a living kind of thing. Yeah, and then. And the people who are into the Star Trek books, because there is a. There have been some fantastic Star Trek novels. Yeah, I'm not discounting them, the, but it's people aren't. But, but people, up under, in arms people about understand, it. well, the TV series is going to. Is going to it's overwrite, do it's whatever overwrite whatever yeah. we do in in the book because in the books Picard and Crusher got married and had a child and uh, Riker and Troy went off on another ship and you know there's all part kind of me of... was hoping that Dodge was going to end up being Picard's child because I would be like Ma Daddy yeah <laughs> um, I watched um, part I haven't watched the whole thing yet but there's an after show that's um, CBS is putting out on Facebook. Will Wheaton. Will, Will Wheaton is the new host. And the first episode, he interviews Hanalee Culpepper, who directed the episode, and Michael Shabon, the um, showrunner. And she, um, the the director of the pilot, really gets to set the tone for the whole series, right? Yeah. And she made a big deal out of the color choices for the show. Uh, she said, whereas Discovery, the main, your main colors are blue and steel and gray. Yeah, yeah. Picard is a gold and it's green. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and it just felt different from other Star Treks. Mm-hmm. I watched that too. I liked how uh, once you started talking about the things in his like in his personal vault there in his archives, and uh, with the Picard Day banner mm-hmm. and just there's a real throwback to that episode yeah. when he was just like, oh, really, yeah. kids? And then even by the end of that episode, because I was supposed to say, is that the one? What happened? Oh no! That's, that's not, the one where the, that's the disaster the, episode. Yeah, the, where the yeah. the power goes out in the in, on the ship, or the turbo lifts aren't working, or something, and he's stuck with those kids. I wasn't sure. Okay, I thought that that was the same one, or is that? Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was two different ones, but yeah. So It'd be nice to see some of those kids again. Yeah. Because they're now adults, it'd be interesting to hit. I also liked it when when Dodge was like, "Do you believe me?" 
and I'm like thinking to myself, the stuff that Picard has seen. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'm like, young lady, I was once taken over. My ship was once taken over by a hologram of Moriarty. <laughs> this <laughs> is happen, nothing. This is Tuesday. I love the scene where where he, she's told him all of her memories, and he says to her, "Yes, those are your memories. Yeah. You can keep them." He never says. Yes, that happened to you," he yeah. said. "Those are your memories. There's a difference." I right? know. I was like, mm. uh, "I think it's in the scene at the beginning where she's in her apartment with her boyfriend." I liked the boyfriend. The I boyfriend said he got stabbed. The boyfriend. That was your Star Trek Discovery reference. He's the same species as Queen Poe from season two of Discovery. Oh. oh. Didn't even clue no, in. Yeah. And I thought, I'm wondering, remember he's uh, looking at her repl- uh, replicator <laughs> settings? And he's like, vanilla. vanilla. Like, is that a clue too? Like, maybe she hasn't would been there so. as long as she, as she thinks, thinks she has. Been. Yeah. You know, she, she doesn't have any tastes. Yeah, she hasn't programmed her preferences, if she had any, into the replicator. Right. So, oh, yeah. interesting stuff like that. Her, like, how did she get this this job at the Daystrom Institute, like, because mm. she's a robot, so she exactly. knows how they work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, was... and I want to know who the mother is. Like, the mother in the in, mm. like, we yeah. don't. She could be anybody. I so. I weirdly. So maybe this will get into a gray area of some sort for fandom, but I weirdly like how they mix the politics in with this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, of like we should be kind to other humans and help them out when they, well, other beings, yep. yeah, and help them out when they. Oh, that they whole need to. that whole interview when she's asking him the questions and yeah. Like, oh yeah, when they're not supposed she to talk about not that. To talk okay. about that. And oh, then, well, she's going to talk about that. Oh yeah, then. yeah. And then when she started pushing him and he's like, no, you know, it's like oh, somebody Rom- Romulan. No, they're, no, they're, they're lives. lives. Yeah. They're they're people too. I um I didn't love the interview scene, but I yeah. understand why it had to be there. That was your info dump. Oh that no, for sure. Here part, is what the premise of the show that is. But seeing his emotion, forced, but yeah, it was like especially when he finds like when she's like pushing him and pushing him, like why'd you quit? Like why'd you quit? Why'd you? It's just like because it wasn't Starfleet. Yeah. And like, what? Yeah. What was that? It's like, Bitch, please. <laughs> I just did it. We weren't supposed to talk yeah, about this. But at the same time, was like. I feel it's a good commentary on where, like, it a lets whole us, lot of things are in our... Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. But it like, also lets us know, now we know the, where the politics of Starfleet are at yeah. this point, which also makes it interesting to then look at Discovery, which is going to be taking place that much... A, th- a thousand years after this. After yeah. this, then to be like, oh, well, because the whole, well, how does Starfleet fall apart? Like, how does this all happen? It's like, well, this could be leading to it. Yeah, that's true. When they start becoming isolationist instead of going out and exploring and helping other yep. societies. And... Did you recognize the actor who played the interviewer? Mm, she looked familiar. She but... was on Alias. She uh, was. I didn't watch Alias. Alias oh, she to... was Sydney's best friend, Francine. Uh, okay. On Alias, who got killed and replaced by an evil doppelganger. Yeah, it's. I, <laughs> I, I liked. Uh-huh. I liked the I like the first two or three seasons of Alias, and then twice. I kind of dropped yeah. off of it. There, I, I, I oddly always remember the the episode that Quentin Tarantino pl- as an actor is in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he's like fighting her and, and like, oh, a kickboxer, eh? You know what's the problem with kickboxers? Wham! Can't take a punch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I really liked it as a first episode. I'm I'm very curious to where it's go- going. And that's the great thing about this episode is it gave us no answers. Yep. yep. Or very, very few. And we haven't even met 
most of much of the original of the ongoing cast did either. We yeah. haven't met. Uh, we haven't met R- uh, Rios, who's the pilot that he's going to end up with. Yeah. We haven't met um, Samurai Vulcan or well, or no, he Romulan sho- guy. He, he showed up. He did. He, he was did. the Romulan who went to the sister. The the British one. Yeah. The Romulan who went to the sister. on the Borg cube. Yeah. There was the Romulan who was going to see Soji. Who was flirting with Soji, sort of. <laughs> No, the no, the guy? long-haired guy with the samurai sword and yeah, stuff. That's, that's a different guy. Because that guy that you're talking about had a beard. Yeah. And the one that Brent's thinking about, you see but in also the commercials, the, um, yeah, in the trailers and the scenes, um, someone different. Her name is Raffi, a, a dark-skinned woman with the blonde hair that mm-hmm. we've seen. She's in the comic. She was his so number one first officer on the ship that, that he was commanding to lead the fleet to save the Romulans. Yeah. So so overall, I think we're we're all excited. Oh yeah, looking forward to more. Yes, definitely. And it's releasing weekly, correct? It is Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And how many episodes? Ten per season. So oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I guess it airs it's like start start streaming at like what three in the morning at in the states? M- yeah, midnight Pacific. Yeah, in the states. So I've got to be very careful on social media on Thursdays. Yeah, I don't. I won't get to see it till Fridays for various reasons. So. Um, speaking of, uh, Fridays and the ends of weeks and stuff like that, that brings us to the end of this episode. Before we go into nice Geek segue. Picks, yeah, well the done, actress well done. we were thinking of is named Mae Whitman. She was the evil female ex of Scott Pilgrim. In oh, okay. Movie. And interestingly, we are fans of her, but not as like a physical actress. She plays, uh... Wonder Girl and Stephanie Brown in Young Justice. Okay, she did. She's done voiceovers on like Family Guy, Superhero Girls. She was Batgirl. Um, she did uh, voices in Legend of Korra, the l- version of Ninja Turtles you and I really like the the cartoon the, one the for last, a couple of years. The, she was the, April O'Neil in that. Huh. Yeah, she she does a lot a lot of voice work now. Uh, like it, like she still acts physically from time to time, but yeah, we oddly though no Star Trek. <laughs> um, yeah, she she plays uh, Katara Katra on Avatar: Last Airbender. Katara, not Katara. Katra. I, Katra is Shira. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Amongst like you know your standard, she's been in two Law and Orders and you know ER and. Oh. Uh, at this oh. point, I think we're the only people that haven't been on Law and Order. And to, uh, <laughs> for, Speak for uh, yourself, I've been on Law and Order. It doesn't say who she's playing, but she's doing. She's done eight episodes of voiceovers for the Invincible cartoon. Mm. Ooh. So, yep. Looking forward to that. I love that comic. Oh, I love that comic. I had so completely good. for so good. Yeah, it was. I it is good. It. You should. It from you. Well, you we've should. got the first couple of volumes because I picked them up from Value Village for five bucks. Yeah, I think I read those ones. But um, don't let me know because I've got them all. <laughs> the uh, I had completely forgotten that show was coming out. Like yeah. I, I know we've talked about it's it. One of those but things I always forget animation about, takes so long. And then all it's... of a sudden, you, there's a news story and something comes along and it's like, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, I can't wait. Yep. So who wants to go first with their geek pick? I will. I've got one. All right. What's your geek pick, Jen? My geek pick is volume one of The Dreaming, uh, which is part of the Sandman universe from Neil Gaiman's Sandman comic series. Um, Brian didn't buy this because he's not. it's not Neil Gaiman, and I saw it at the comic shop, so I bought it. Who's the author? 
Sorry? Cy Spur- Simon Spurrier. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah. He's, he's done a fair amount of... Yeah, it's from the mind of Neil Gaiman. So, and he I, was kind of show running this first run of like those Sandman spinoffs no. that they did he at the end. He has a written by credit on oh, here. Oh, does Written he? by Sa- Simon Spurrier and Neil Gaiman. Oh. Cat Howard, Nalo Hopkins, and Dan Waters. Nalo Hopkins is another name I recognize. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's kind of, if you've uh, read the Sandman series, and if you hadn't, you haven't, you should. Uh, it, I haven't. You should. <laughs> it kind of picks up where that leaves off. And now I can't go into details because I don't want to spoil it for Ryan. Is Merv the pumpkin head back? Yes, and actually Merv is a big character in this. Um, so basically Lord Dream um, has, and I'm not going to say which one it is, has uh, abdicated basically. He doesn't want to rule the dreaming anymore, so he's disappeared. And um, Lucian, the librarian, has been trying to hold everything together. But the the interesting thing in this is that uh, throughout the whole volume, Lucian's kind of, who's always prided himself on knowing everything because he's the librarian, has started to lose his memories, which is pretty interesting. And there's a new character in here named Dora, and she is... Um, An explorer? No. Well, sort of. <clears throat> she's Nobody knows what she is. She's just kind of showed up one day, but she's not part of the dreaming, but she can jump in and out of dreams, and she's got these really cool bird wings coming out of her head. So it's she's kind of the the driving force yeah. uh, of the story, and Merv the Pumpkinhead's in it. Merv really messes stuff up in this volume. So I I really really love Sandman, so I'm I very hesitant two. to read anybody who who dives into it who's not solely Neil Gaiman, but. Jen also does too, so yeah. it's the like it's is, the first vote of confidence from somebody yeah. I know. The thing is, is that Neil Gaiman Sandman is all from the point of view of Dream and the Endless. This is more because Lord it's, Dream is gone. Yeah, this is the supporting the characters in the Dream. Cain and Abel. Cain and, and Abel, Merv Pumpkinhead, Lucian the Librarian, uh, Dora, who's the new character, and basically how the Dreaming is coping with having basically their power source gone. Yeah. So. Um, I think you should give it a shot and see if you like it. Uh, I probably will. I, I'm my next comic reading project is uh, Wicked and Divine. I'm going to start sitting down and reading those. Did I use that as a geek pick? Because yes. that was awesome. Yeah, several times. But that's thank okay. you very much for the first uh, volume. No I problem. Have then bought all of them. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. So yeah, read the Dreaming uh, Volume One. It's called Pathways and Emanations. If you have read, you need to have read Sandman before in order to get anything out of this. Thing. Yeah. So that's my next. Who wants to go? Who wants to go? <clears throat> um, uh, I guess what I will uh, talk about is the TV show The Good Place. Um, no spoilers. We haven't no, seen it. No, I know there is one episode left as of the time of this recording. Mm. Um, the last episode was fantastic, but I can't give you any spoilers because I was just told not to. <laughs> So let's just say that Kristen Bell is a delight and Ted Danson is a goddamn American treasure. I agree. <laughs> Which is weird because I was in Walmart the other day and you can get the complete series of Becker for $34. And I, I saw it and I was like, who would want that? <laughs> it just, but I, just because the show is bad no. doesn't mean the actor's bad. Yeah, he well, was really good in Cheers. That show's got Ted and, Danson and Terry Farrell. That Becker's got a pretty good cast. Yeah. 
But anyway, huh? yes, okay. uh, the good the place. Good place. <laughs> That's all you can say without spoilers. I can't say anymore because yeah, no, it's, things happen. It has and, been a well-written TV oh, show. And it's going to have a really great ending. I'm, Once it shows up on Netflix and we watch it, we can do a good place episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll go next. So Brent loaned me his uh, volume one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the IDW collection, which is a nice, thick, hardcover, over, slightly oversized, uh, like a library edition, almost mm. uh, page size, um, of the first 12 issues plus the one-shots of each turtle. The micro-series. Yes, micro-series one-shots of, you know, new turtles. Uh, telling, so it's like a new beginning where it kind of picks from your your favorite. You know, it's almost like the the classic beginning, mm. but thrown in with some of the newer stuff from different ones. So like you have your you know there you know the four turtles and a, and a, and, a, and a rat that get touched by ooze and be, they mutate. Uh, and uh, in this is you know in in this series, they're also reincarnations of. You know, past from the you know, from yeah. past lives of Japanese people, uh, so like Splinter is uh, um, Rukusaki. No, that's Shredder. Yeah, Mato Yoshi. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, whereas, like from the you know the original cartoon, it was a man that became a, a mm. rat man. Well, in this, it's just a, a rat that is the reincarnation and remembers his past life as a man. And then Shredder is also his former enemy, and you have issues with the Foot Clan, and they introduce uh, Krang and the whole alternate no, other dimension and all that. Yeah. So like a lot of the classic points from from past Ninja Turtles are all like from all di- like the cartoon, the movies, the TV show, like it, like bits and pieces. It, yeah, it's a, it kind of just kind of picks a lot of the, the best things and mm. puts them all together in a nice cohesive story. Uh, so I've, yeah, so I read this one. It's enough to make me, you know, I've actually looked online to see what the cost of more books were. It's just not feasible. That, that, but, those are B&V books. You yeah. go to B&V and you and see you them used you for them. like 20 bucks. You yeah. pick them up. But I have the same style of run that they did on the uh, Transformer books. Yeah. Which, you know, I really, you know, you get a nice big image on the front. Uh, there's no slip cover. So it's just images printed right on the hard covers. Uh, you get the nice little built-in bookmarks that are handy, mm. um, and yeah, the the art inside is is wonderful. So yeah, the Ninja Turtles IDW collection volume one is my geek pick. Yeah, which brings us to me. My geek pick is the Criterion Collection edi- Blu-ray edition of Jackie Chan's Police Story One and Police Story Two. Uh, these are this is so if you know anything about Jackie Chan's history this is after his first run at America as an action star he had done two North American based movies which ones that had, uh, one is called The Big Brawl okay I haven't and seen that one. Uh, there's another one that I can't that remember in the Bronx called. no the, like the er, much earlier than this that oh, okay. would be his like second run at it I'm not uh, turning around on purpose right now yeah because okay. people's stuff was going on behind me yes so um it, it, the nice thing about those movies is he basically had decided he wasn't becoming a star in North America for whatever reason he wouldn't catch on. So he became he went back to Hong Kong and went, fuck it. I'm going to make the movies I want to make. And it involves As a lot of stars. 
And Criterion, uh, I believe this is actually like a reprint of a company called Janus Films that had done it. But I've seen these movies tons of times before, but they're like third generation. You find them at the dollar store for a couple bucks. DVDs with horrible dubbing and stuff like that. These companies went through, cleaned it all up. It's the best I've ever seen these movies. They have the original uh, Cantonese soundtrack to them as well so you can watch it with subtitles with the original dialogue Hmm. and tons of extras that are both interesting and weird (coughs) like there's um i guess going back to scott pilgrim edgar wright is a big jackie chan fan so there is an entire audio podcast of him interviewing jackie chan as one of the extras oh nice yeah and like just and you can tell that edgar wright like loves his movies it's like dug deep onto them. Um, And it's also uh, a good way of knowing that like Jackie Chan and his stunt team are insane people. They are just crazy. (laughs) It is amazing to watch the, the, like even some of the simple stunts, like the, the big, you've seen probably the big set piece of it. It it has this big battle in police story one in a mall. And it's where, Jackie jumps onto a pole and slides down like these lights that are like almost like Christmas like decorations okay, yeah. that are exploding and Maybe, then he yeah. falls into a glass case. Okay. That's the movie. That's Police Story One. But there's this other scene where one of the bad guys gets a dirt bike and is driving at him, and Jackie drops like there's a step. Like, like say, like my stairs there, right? Yeah, yep. There's it's just one step, and he drops and he is level with like the step and the motorbike drives right over like not a jump like just drives over and doesn't hit him because it's got enough i guess it's up enough that it doesn't make contact with them but so many ways that could have gone wrong (laughs) but there if you like jackie chan movies this is is worth the the couple bucks to pick it up it's uh it, it works out because it's a two discs or two movie set it, it's I think it's forty five dollars on Amazon right now, which isn't horrible for a Blu-ray set, especially for a Criterion. But it works out to twenty five bucks a movie, nice. more or less. Where so. did you find it? Amazon. Okay. Um, it, it's the the best price that I've found out. I've been waiting for it to go down for a while because it's it's hard to justify. Criterion does great work, but the price point is like, mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. But oh, so good, so. Very good. If you like Jackie Chan stuff. So the other thing is, is happy birthday, Ryan. Happy birthday, Ryan. Happy birthday, Ryan. Happy birthday, me. <laughs> Thanks, we, just, we just gave Ryan an Avengers bag. Of course we had to. You haven't and opened what is it in yet. the Avengers bag? <laughs> it has a Stanley from Co. Woo! And a $1 coupon for a small dreamsicle at Dairy Queen. We don't like those. We got that in the mail, and I'm like, Ryan really likes these dreamsicles. Let's give him the coupon. And and a pack of sunshine 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 girl playing cards that I got from my former workplace. Yay! That his wife said Brent's not allowed to keep. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, apparently the uh, 
that Funko part of the proceeds go to the Hero Initiative. Oh, yes. Nice. So particular. you would your gift also donated to a worthy cause. There we go. There, there you, you go. go. But, Happy uh, birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Next episode, uh, probably Birds of Prey, because that's yeah. the 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 superhero movie season is starting to open Hopefully earlier and earlier. The time to make make the time yeah. to go and see yeah. It. So um, I. I I think it's either going to be a very interesting movie or it's going to be a glorious mess of a film. <laughs> either way, I'm intrigued. But until then, um, thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to this and want to hear my thoughts on uh, the WWE Royal Rumble that it happened, I am also on Place to Be Nations podcast. I forgot about my other. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, should have been my yeah. my it should okay. be my geek pick. Endless Vigilance, a Star Trek fan podcast, is now out. Uh, uh, the first episode is available. It was released through SoundCloud, but you can find it on all of your favorite podcatchers, iTunes. Um, uh, or Apple Podcasts, um, Android. Um, I use Overcast. It showed up there. Um, I'm a little biased because I'm in it, but it sounds really good. Um, the team at Two Sober Dwarfs has done a fantastic job editing it, putting the right sound effects in. It sounds like Star Trek. It feels like Star Trek, and I'm part of it, and it's very exciting. So We will post up links on the uh, Facebook page. So yes, you will yes. Have easy so Endless to. Vigilance, a Star Trek fan audio drama please check that out yeah so you can find him there and i am on place to be nations uh royal rumble roundtable uh podcast this week because uh, i haven't even recorded it yet i just know that i'm on it because i'm <laughs> so I'm sure you are brilliant yeah it's it, well it's with our friend nate milton so you know if you like him on our show though he, he makes anyone sound brilliant and with that, we're going to end this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we will hear from us in two weeks. See ya. Bye. Bye. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.